another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, a show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Joe, we just uh, came off a Patreon bonus episode, basically talking about Marvel stuff. We slip into Marvel quite often over there. <laughs> I have no- we do. It's fun. It's fun. Like, we have a... In my opinion, pretty pretty entertaining, engaging conversation. It's a it is a passion of ours, and uh, you know, it's basically what you and I text each other all fucking day, every day, pretty much. Exactly, exactly right, exactly right. It's just an extended uh, version of it. Um, and uh, that was a blast, and now we get to talk about parents. Speaking of a blast, <laughs> which was not a fucking blast <laughs> at all. <laughs> Dude, I am uh, I'm, fe- I feel I'm feeling, uh, good. Um, I don't know if I don't know if it's because I ruined my my body. So my son turned two, and I've eaten nothing except ice cream and like pizza for every meal for the last three days. Uh, I'm I'm fucked up, so I apologize. <laughs> uh, I mean, but that's I'm fine with that, Joe. It th- that's gonna be the only way to get through this episode. Uh. Boy, so I would say, and, and you know, I'm sure there's people that 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 uh, disagree, but um, I would say since our return, we've we've been we've been putting out hitters every fucking week. Um, even and, and you know what else? We're enjoying the movies. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know if there's been a movie. I mean, I know there's been movies that we didn't like, but. Um, for the most part, we've enjoyed our time, <laughs> enjoyed our time doing these, and we haven't really run into one of those pitfall episodes. I, I think we've hit it. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you don't know. There was burnt offerings. I, I like this way more than burnt offerings. I'll tell you that much. I I like it more than burnt offerings. I just don't know if there's anything to fucking talk about. Which okay. I, you're you're dead. You're dead on. You're dead on with that. And and. I was nervous going into this episode or going into this week because I've seen parents before, right? Yes. Um, our buddy Mike, you know, shout out Mike. Yeah, he's always in live chat saying something ridiculous, and he was on the uh, he was on the he was on one of our episodes. Uh, which one was it? The, the one with the starfish that gets thrown at people. Oh, oh rock yeah, and roll rock and roll nightmare. Rock and roll nightmare. Yeah, and he comes to all our live shows, so I know people know. Him. But anyway, um, shout out to Mike. We went to a. This was we were in high school. Um, we went to. <laughs> We signed up at his dad's country club golf tournament, and the only reason we signed up was so Mike could drive the golf cart. That's all, that was all he wanted to do. And the tournament started at like six thirty in the morning, a time that neither of us had had ever woken up for before. <laughs> and uh, we got real drunk, and Mike got us kicked out. Honestly, within it had to be like five minutes. It had to be five minutes. <laughs> just fucking driving through the sand pits at like full speed, and just running through people. It, it was ridiculous, but we were we were thrown out, and uh, we ended up going back and watching. Again, it, it, by the time we got back to his house, it was like 7.30 in the morning, so everyone was still asleep. Um, 
<laughs> and and we ended up watching Parents, and I remember I remember it pretty well because that was a pretty memorable start to the day, and like I I just remember being like this was pretty interesting because Mike and I had tried to get it before and it, it was out of print for the longest time. Yeah, like, eBay had it had it for like VHS for like two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, however, he got it. We watched it, and I was like, this is fine. You know, this is a fine movie. Yeah. That's it. I, I, it's not ridiculous enough. The premise it could be, but it's not ridiculous enough to like have fun talking about. Um, and it's not good enough to like get amped up about. The premise. So the cover art sells me, and I don't know why. Because I relooked at it, and I was like, "Why did this sell me?" But I think it just been burned into my brain since I was a kid, and I remember seeing the VHSs. And it was there. And I was just like, oh, man, that looks fucking weird. And, you know, then you hear the description and you're like, oh, I'm all on board with this. And I was so pumped to watch this. And it might be the least amount of notes I've ever taken on a movie. <laughs> um, it, it it was just really hard to, I don't know. It's not terrible it's like it's like it's missing one thing it's like a molecule away from being great to be honest with you it's like an interesting enough story um and and honestly it's well acted like randy quaid is not bad in this no he's actually pretty good as a bad guy he's pretty menacing yeah because Um, he's a fucking psychopath (laughs) yeah tina watched it with me she's like i'm pretty sure he's just playing himself (laughs) 100 percent. they're like pretend this is your fucking kid they didn't even give him the script. He's just yelling. Just, I like that theory. Just be like, just uh, read one of the, just make up a bedtime story like you read your kid and be like, once upon a time there was a piece of shit. Once upon a time there was an idiot kid who made really bad decisions and was a stupid asshole and disappointed everyone in his life. Bedtime stories he reads this kid are so fucking ridiculous. All the kid does is like go down, literally just like walk downstairs and be like, Once upon a time, there was a little boy who broke the rules and then he fucked everything up forever. <laughs> no, he really is. He literally, the kid's crime is like living in his own house, <laughs> Be, being alive. Yes. <laughs> what do you want him to do? <laughs> And we'll get into the weirdness of that, too, because he's like, I fucking told you not to go into the basement. But, like, in some scenes, the basement is just an empty room. <laughs> and in other scenes, it appears to be a torture it's, chamber. It's a fucking, yeah, it's a fucking, like, morgue. <laughs> so I don't quite understand what the fuck is happening in like different periods of this movie. Because, like, they move in, they see the basement, and it's innocuous and he's just like yeah this is where we keep wine stupid kid so like don't bother coming down here and like uh, the kid's like okay and then the kid sneaks down and there's like fucking bodies on tables and shit it's fucking insane and that's when the dad gets mad and then later they go back down and it's just empty again like the kid's like i need to go confirm what's down there (laughs) there's fucking nothing down there Dude, there's a scene where he goes to his dad's work, and I'm only sharing this because uh, people like what, when I bring up my dad. Um, it, pretty much that that scene. I don't want to go into like what my dad's profession was because I don't. I don't, I don't yes. give away too too many details. But there was a scene where I, when I was in fourth grade, I think I've told you this story before. I went to my dad's work, 
and he showed me, <laughs> he showed me like the most fucking like honestly like, ruined my life. He showed me like real live like just death and gore things, <laughs> the things that he should not be showing me, and then just like telling me things and be like, yeah, if you fuck around, this is gonna happen to you. And I'm like, oh, okay, like, that's like ruined my life. And watching Randy Quaid do that to his son, like bringing him to to his place of work and, and seeing like a, standing next to a dead body, and then having his boss. His boss made a comment that was like, yeah, you know, you got to be careful. And Randy Quaid's like, it might happen to kids like you. Like, right in his face. <laughs> the kid's looking at, like, a model. And he's like, yeah, it also happens to kids that look at fucking models they shouldn't be looking at. <laughs> yeah. <that's a> trick. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he's so fucking pissed about it. Which is weird because at the kind of at the beginning of the movie he doesn't seem like that bad of a dad. Well, dude, it's, dude, he goes so it, it's so like on and off. Like he'll seem like a genuine family kind of guy. Also, this is filmed like WandaVision. We were just talking about. That. Oh my god! Yes, it you is. Know, it takes place. <laughs> in, it's filmed like a Bewitched set. You know, it is. Yeah, it's it's supposed to take place in the fifties. Um, how they. Oh, boy. I, I don't know. It feels more like... And this is why, I like... Because you get that vibe from the cover of the VHS, right? And, and um, so this is supposed to take place in the 50s. The way it's shot and the way that the cover is and the way it's kind of presented seems like it'll be more of like a, like a WandaVision, right? Where they're like, get what we're doing type of thing. Like, yeah. wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Well, this satire. is funny. Yeah. Satire. I could have just said that instead of... <laughs> Making eight million different fucking made up <laughs> words and noises. <laughs> uh, and it's, yeah, like I thought you would assume it would be like a satire, but it's actually just like a fucking period piece. <laughs> it's just shot in the 50s, right? Yeah, so, it's, like, it's like you forget about that for most of it, and then like something will come back and be like, oh yeah, this is, this is a long time ago. And I feel like that's like a huge missed opportunity. And, and Because what's the point? Yeah. Why does this have to be in the 50s? <laughs> You know, there's, you. Yeah. there's nothing that would prevent this from happening at the time that it was made. No, no. Um, so, so yeah, so that, that was a weird part of it, too. Um, it, it stars Randy Quaid, um, who would later become a, a fucking legitimate lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> and still is a fucking, a fucking crazy person. Um, but just less fun. He he was more fun. We talked about this in the IG live. He was he was way more fun when he was just fucking crazy and thought that um, the government was killing celebrities. To co- comparing himself to Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears and fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger yeah. He's like, oh, you saw what they did to those two guys. So like, let's say there was like a fucking government thing that was like, we're going to kill the best actors. You're safe, Randy. <laughs> don't, don't, don't fucking worry about it, brother. You're good. <laughs> and he had this huge piece in Vogue, this huge interview in Vogue after they got arrested. Because him and his wife started getting arrested, like, regularly at the time for, like, doing weird shit. Like, fucking stealing and, like, giving people fake credit cards. Which, and, like, if you think the Illuminati is out to get you, uh, you know, maybe lay low. You know? <laughs> Stop committing crimes. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe don't do high-profile things. I don't know. And, like, he just started, like, suing everybody. Like, this guy is just a fucking asshole. Honestly, he fucking pisses me off, actually, the more I read about him. So, there, there's a bunch of weird shit that happens to this guy. 
like over the course of a couple decades where he he tries to sue i think it starts after brokeback mountain that he was in um where he tried to sue them because he's like well i wouldn't have i would have asked for more money if i knew the movie would have made this much money Randy Quaid, did anyone think Brokeback Mountain was going to make m- that much money and be like a cultural phenomenon? Like, st- stop it. He was like, yeah. And his reasoning was they Wouldn't that just be the case for every actor ever? <laughs> yes, like, well, yes. If I knew this was going to be good, I would act for like, yeah, of course he would have. <laughs> kidding me? It was fucking crazy. And and that was, and it was because broke. he said Brokeback, the, the production, um, Claimed it was like an independent movie and like low budget, which it fucking was. (laughs) They fucking shot it out in the fucking woods. There was nothing to do. Like, come on, stop it. Like, what are you fucking nuts? And you signed the fucking contract. What are you talking about? (laughs) I mean, that's the kicker. You you fucking signed off on it. And I don't know much about that movie. But what I I imagine was it was because it was during that same like period where independent films were getting a bigger showcase if people enjoyed it. Right. So like, it was like the Blair witch, right? Like that wasn't released and became a massive hit. Like you well, I mean, that's literally what happened, but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is they didn't know, like they didn't film it. And then they were like, this is going to be a hit. Like, let's put it out to everywhere. It just caught fire. And I think that's what oh, broke fire. back dig. Yeah. Like it just, I, I remember it like gaining, like traction and people talking about it and there was like a buzz and then it got fucking major release and that that's the fucking case anyway yeah, he, he of you course know lost that's, that's that. been the case that has been the case since fucking film was made <laughs> literally how things work other than blockbuster movies which like right get hyped up as blockbusters that's how everything else fucking works so that was like the start of his craziness then he um then he uh steals money he he, he oh he him and his fucking wife get arrested for trespassing because they they're they're living in his own his old um pool house that they don't own the property for anymore and and when they're arrested they're like no we were fucking scammed with fake signatures we own this place still which of course they did it they sold the fucking bill if you owned it why would you be saying <laughs> are you talking about it's fucking madness but it seems like his mo at this point where he's just like making shit up and um and then they they run to canada <laughs> where where funniest story is they go to canada to seek exile because they think that you know there's hitmen to kill him and canada's like you can't fucking stay here. <laughs> so his wife files because her parents are Canadian. So she gets uh, citizenship there. So Randy's like, oh, now I can get it because my wife's a citizen. And they were like, no, you can't. <laughs> they fucking kicked him the fuck out of the country. <laughs> and he sued them. He tried everything to stay there. And then they, you know, they were like, get the fuck out. So he's like, fine, I'll go to Vermont. And is immediately arrested as soon as he crosses the fucking border. <laughs> Which, again, if Hollywood was trying to kill you, do you think, like, do you think the borders would stop them? This is like the issue we have stop. with. This is the that issue would, we have with. That would be like Hollywood's. Yeah. Like that would be like their ideal situation. Be like, okay, he's out of the fucking America. Like we'll kill him in a different country. Absolutely. And just chalk it up to being like you know a foreign affair. Like what? And, and their dream come true. Yeah, and this is what we, we you and I complain about constantly with these conspiracy theorists, which is like. 
they think that there's like these easy solutions to their own conspiracies. And you're like, dude, if this is the conspiracy, like you're fucking dead before you know it. Like Exactly. Exactly. Before you get a Vogue interview or while you're at a Vogue interview, you know, a, a fucking magazine linked to the industry of Hollywood. I think we said it on the show before. It's just like, why would, like, if you are in the mindset that there's this huge, like, secret society that wants to kill people, right? Why do you know about it? Because they're either the <laughs> shittiest secret society, like... It's not a secret society. It's, it's not a secret society if you know about it. And then also, like, nobody on Earth tells you what your next fucking move... Like, you don't know what your boss is deciding right now because they don't fucking tell you. Like, why... And if your boss isn't telling you what they're doing right now, like, you can walk into work tomorrow and get fired. Yeah. Well, that, you know, that blindsided me. That, that was fucking alarming. Because they don't need to tell you. Why would a secret society fucking have all their information out there for every fucking loser on the internet to be like, whoa, this is, this is what's happening. Like, fuck you, Randy Craig. Taking pictures and shit together. Like, why would they do that? And like, if it really was the secret society and Randy Quaid stumbled across him, uh, he'd be dead. And they'd be like, well, look, on, look what's been happening. Fucking uh, instantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this series of arrests. The guy fucking lost control. You know, it's like it would be easily explained as Randy Quaid's own like doing. You know, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so that's a little history of Randy Quaid. But at this point, he was just uh, you know Dennis Quaid's brother. Yeah, that he was. The budget. Oh, dude, I also I also just want to highlight if I sound fucking <laughs> miserable, which I don't think I do because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling so drunk. But I'm also Sean bought me this like perfect space <laughs> heater. Where we're recording, or in the state of Connecticut right now, it's like negative. Four. It's so fucking um, cold. <laughs> I'm on. I'm, I'm in the sun room, so I'm freezing. Sean got me this space heater. It is the hottest space heater ever, but it only shoots upwards. So like my upper torso is crispy. Like my face is sweating, but my lower body has never been colder. Like I know, like I cannot feel my feet, and my body. I'm probably going to get very sick because my body does not know what to do right now. Don't I, tell your dad, though. Don't <laughs> tell your fucking dad, though. My legs are numb and my fucking face is so hot. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> I told Joe's dad that Joe had been, like, sitting out there in the cold because he saw me give Joe the space heater. And he's like, why? And I was like, well, because <laughs> he's fucking freezing out there. And like, you know, he's, he, you know, and I made the joke, like you hadn't been feeling well every time we recorded, like, and then he accused Joe of hiding COVID symptoms. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> like interrogated me as the chaos stairs. It's chaos stairs to take a piss, which he was probably already mad at because he gets mad about how many times they do that. But I just come upstairs and he corners me. He's like, so, heard you haven't been feeling well. It's like... like COVID checklist be like, you got this, you got this, you got this one. No, what fuck are you talking about? So you guys, now what your buddy Sean just said. <laughs> fuck are you talking to Sean? <laughs> I was like totally like fucking joking. Like, I was like doing like the polite jokes, right? Like, why are you giving my son a space here? Because it's better than me being like, I think like, I don't know. It's fucking weird. Like, why am I giving you a space here? I don't know. <laughs> It's a weird thing to talk about. So also, like, I'm fucking middle aged. Why are you fucking mind your own business? 
fuck off. It doesn't matter. Give me a space. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> guess the budget of this movie. I'm terrible at guessing budgets, as you know. I guess, what, did I guess, what did I guess the other time? You guessed guess E.T. Like, was like, like 20 million or something. Yeah, I don't even know. Um, I'm going to say 4 million. Okay, it was 3 million, which I think okay. is just like a lot of money for this fucking movie. Because it's shot in a fucking house. What did it go to? Yeah, it's like what do they what do they invest in? There's four actors and, and a fucking house, and that that's it. <laughs> like what they made, and, and and the food is the same shot every single time. It's, it's the same cut open meat on a frying pan. And I, I guess we should talk about it now. I mean, we could talk about it whenever, but the food is the focal point of this movie. Yes. It's the only thing that matters in this fucking movie, to be quite honest. It's what we're waiting for. <laughs> Every shot of the food is just normal people food. <laughs> it's just fucking steak. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> shot differently. Or, <laughs> like, it, it was the biggest letdown of the movie. Because you know they're cannibals. You know it from the cover. You know it from the get-go. You know it from the get-go. And don't hide it. And literally every shot where they're like, get a load of this. Well, except for the one shot of the tongues in the the fucking pan, which is yeah. the shot you're talking about that they use six different fucking times. <laughs> and never explained what it was. Um, but everything else was just steak. <laughs> like it was one of the least impressive things I've ever seen. It was just pieces of meat that were being cut. And it was just... Not great. Um, they took home a whopping 800K from the box office. So somebody took a bath on this one. <laughs> and it wasn't Randy Quaid because he looks like he fucking stacked. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> never took a bath. <laughs> uh, this was also made by Vestron Pictures, um, who, who did Slaughter High, The Princess Bride. Wait, did they do Dirty Dancing? They did. That was their big fucking hit was Dirty Dancing. Um, and then they were like, let's do Parents. <laughs> uh, they did Waxwork. They did Little Monsters. Um, and I think they did Earth Girls Are Easy, but they might have just distributed that. Um, which they're they're Connecticut-based, weren't they? Were they? So so the only reason I knew Dirty Dancing is because I... Maybe I'm confusing the shows, but I think there. I think Dirty Dancing was an episode on that like Netflix special, the, the shows that we love. Oh right, right, right. Love. And I remember them talking about Vestron. I want to say they were like uh, Stanford based. Oh, that's fucking. That's cool. It, do, sure. it doesn't. It doesn't say where they're from. Um, that's. I. I would. That should be like a. <laughs> that should be something we talk about here in Connecticut. <laughs> Um, Dirty Dancing, yeah. Uh, Earth Girls Are Easy, when I read that after the movie, I was like, boy, I wish we watched Earth Girls Are Easy. <laughs> I fucking love that movie, man. Solid. That was on um, Comedy Central basically daily. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, when it started. Dude, Goldblum, Carrie, and Damon Wayans. It's, it's a solid lineup. What a fucking trio. What a fucking trio. And then their like furry outfits were so fucking ridiculous. And Gina Davis, babe, 
absolute babe in it. Yeah. I'm just going to go through Earth Girls <laughs> easy and pretend it's parents. <laughs> so parents opens. Um, <laughs> parents opens uh, very promisingly. And, and this goes back to the satire thing I was talking about. You have that like weird 50s. I don't know what you call it. Like Spanish. Like uh, I, I, I don't know. It's. I don't know what to call it. It's like Spanish, like party music, right? Like, what, what, yeah. what do you call that? I don't even know. But anyway, showing 50 suburban life, uh, the architecture, the house, it's all very fifties. Uh, the, the designs on the wall, the artwork, it's great. Right. And, and you're like, I'm in, this should be fun. Wait, is this black and white or is this in color? <laughs> Dude, it's so weird because WandaVision uh, uh, has been on my mind. And it, while you were just saying that, I'm like, wait, was Yakety Yak in this or WandaVision? <laughs> um, no, it's in color. <laughs> this is in color? Why do I yeah. feel like it was in black and white? That's so weird. Um, oh, his dreams are in black and white, though. They are? Because he jumps into that bed of blood. I thought that was wrong. Well, maybe not. Okay. Maybe this opening scene was black and Maybe this is WandaVision. Maybe this is... (laughs) (laughs) Well, we meet a couple. It's Randy Quaid and his bride, and they have a boy, Michael. Um, Randy Quaid, out of the gate. And and so it's so funny because my notes definitely shift in tone. I'm pumped at this point in the movie. And I'm like, Randy Quaid is killing this. Like, he's got this conversation about the dark because the boy's afraid of the dark. And it's like a super weird conversation. It's really fucking yeah, alarming. It is. And, and uh, super unsettling to start the movie. And you're just like, this is going to be fucking great. <laughs> I agree. And Randy gave me like uh, uh, Michael Douglas and Falling Down vibes. Just the way that he was yeah. looking. Like, you just know that he's unhinged. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's always in, like, again, like, he's, like, in Falling Down, he's got the tie on all the time, um, the short sleeve dress shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's Falling Down, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. One time... Frank, uh, Frank Grimes. One time at Encore Books, uh, the Falling Down novelization was in the children's <laughs> section. <laughs> And I remember looking through it and being like, I don't think this is for kids. <laughs> what a dramatic read. <laughs> it was so crazy, dude. I remember it so vividly. It's a fucking guy murdering people. <laughs> try, trying to get to his wife and daughter so he can murder them too. <laughs> Who the fuck? You know somebody put that there on purpose. <laughs> it was wild. Um... But yeah, this conversation is super dark and he's like telling his kid, he, he ends it with being like, hey, don't worry. The only scary place to be in the dark is right here. <laughs> so it's fucking tapping his own head. <laughs> <laughs> fucking terrifying. Uh, this kid, Michael, too, he's pretty good. I'm going to, I mean. Yes, yes. It wasn't hard, though. <laughs> I mean, all he had to do was be quiet for most of the movie and just seem really, like, reluctant and scared. <laughs> Which probably is not hard to do when fucking Randy Quaid is next to you, staring a f- burning a fucking hole in you with his eyeballs. <laughs> um, the parents put their son Brian to bed, um, and they're hanging out in front of a fridge talking about midnight snacks. 
like, this is all like getting me so hyped at this point. I'm just like, this is going to be fucking great. They're going to eat people. This is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be funny. It's in the fifties. <laughs> this is going to be great. Um, and then this is where you start getting a different feel for what might happen in the movie because Michael, the son, has a dream, but he he's in his room, he wakes up, and then he like jumps onto the bed and it cuts to slow motion, and the bed just turns into a giant Ooh. pool of blood. And I even have a note here. My note here says, this seems way too serious for this movie. <laughs> Which, by the end of the movie, it's not too serious for the movie. It's the tone for the entirety of the movie. But at this point, it just seems really like, like, like serious, very, uh, just like imagery and like thought provoking in a way, like being like, Oh, what does this mean? Um, this scene also lasts for like four fucking minutes of just fucking pool of blood, just gurgling. Yes. I wish, I almost wish we were watching, watching, uh, deathbed. Um, Deathbed is way more entertaining than this and very, very similar. <laughs> Michael and his mom cook. They're cooking what appears to be fucking tongues. It'll be the same shot we see three more times. I looked it up. It, it's, it's kidneys. It's okay. So that, okay. So that's, that's fine. And like, that's what it fucking kind of looks like. And that's what they say later in another scene. But they cook the fucking same thing three times. So I, I don't care. I, I don't know what it is. But like, it looks fucking. I mean, are kidneys that tiny? I don't know. They don't look like kidneys. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> fucking. I mean, I don't give a shit. It's because I know at one point they mention kidneys and then it cuts to a cooking scene and they show these fucking things again. But I. I'm not going to put too much thought into this. <laughs> Because <laughs> they did it. <laughs> um, a lot of weird scenes too, and, and and scenes that I didn't even like note all of them because they kind of don't make sense. And I mean, I guess they make sense, but they're just bizarre. Dude, I can't it stop you. Like, Sorry. <laughs> like, Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to leave that in now because it's a fucking good joke. Yeah, yeah leave it in. Leave it. In. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking movie. I mean, again, I I was dreading talking about this because like, it's just a kid who suspects his parents are doing weird shit, and uh, they are. And the entire movie is like, hey, we're not doing weird shit, and it's, it fucking ends. You know, <laughs> Joe. When when I paused it and there was only 20 minutes left, I was like, oh, so nothing's gonna happen, <laughs> like. I didn't realize that this was the movie where nothing happens, and it is. It, nothing fucking happens. It, well, you know the last, the last, the last five minutes. There's an event. An event. <laughs> you know. Sure. There's an event at the end. There's a climax, but it's like that's really all it is. It, it, it's just this kid being like, "I think my parents are doing weird stuff," um, and then it, it's just him telling his friend that, and they like go in and out of rooms and kind of see weird stuff, but. And then, again, Randy Quaid just coming up and be like, I'm going to tell you a bedtime story now. And uh, he does it, like, five different times and ties it into, like, the kids snooping around. And yeah. That's the entire movie. It is the entire movie. And and 
<laughs> showing, dude, showing the same shot of of meat cooking is so fucking lazy. And also, like, like the writing right here at this scene, like the kid wakes up, he's like, "Oh, why are we having weird stuff for breakfast?" And the mom's like, "Oh, that's not breakfast. I'm just cooking other stuff." Like, what? Why? Why can't you just like? Why can't you make fucking breakfast? Like, make <laughs> people bacon, or just make them see this at nighttime? Why the fuck are you having this conversation? And, and, you know, I think this is where it gets a little bit clouded where you're like, maybe this is a good movie because I I don't know if it's, I don't think it's bad. It's not. It's not. I'll tell you right now. It's not. Oh, we didn't ask each other. Would you recommend someone watch? Oh, that's, this is a fucking tough one. I think no. I don't think I'd recommend it. It would be oh, up in man. the air. Like I feel like you should see it eventually, but I feel like I'd be like I'd be like just watch something else. Like, <laughs> I think I agree. I think I agree. Uh, I think it would depend on the person I was recommending it to. Like if somebody was just like oh, I'm in the mood for like a, a slow burn because again it's not terrible. Like if I was if I didn't have to talk about it right now, I'd probably be like yeah, parents is fine. You know, watch. Yeah. It. You know, yep. Tell me what you think. Uh, but the fact that I have to dissect it right now, no, I would. Yeah, and, and oh boy, I, I do think it, it's like kind of it's just, there's just a, a lot of there's a lot of filler in this, and, and I noted some of them down just to 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 have something to fucking talk about. Like in this scene, the dad's mowing the lawn, and Michael just goes to the window and like points a gun at him, like with his finger, and just goes pow, and Randy just stares at him, and it's like. Is that good, like, exposition for the characters? I don't even fucking know, but it, it looks all right. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't completely bored, as as boring of a movie as it sounds and kind of is. I, I wasn't bored. Like, it's an hour and 20 minutes, and I was fine with it. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um I can't stress enough. It's probably the most run-of-the-mill movie we've ever. Yeah, I know, and it's really weird. It's the first one where we hit, and I was, I would, I would have put fucking money on this being awesome, um, just based on the name, the cover, and um, we got something else. Um, Here we are. I, I love that it's ten thirty, and we're still at the opening scene, <laughs> <laughs> dude. It's but like it's gonna fly. You know what I, I know, mean? I know. No, no, uh, dude. I, I'm honestly enjoying this episode. It's it's crazy. It's 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 gonna be. This is gonna be interesting. This is gonna be interesting. Um, so after that opening scene, we cut to Miss Baxter's class, who I thought was gonna pay a, play a bigger piece in this movie, but she does not. Um, and she's talking about new additions to the class. But then also that it's uh, the start of a new school year, so I don't know how they're new additions to it. Literally everyone there is new. A new class. <laughs> so that was some fucking piss poor writing. Uh, they ask for fun facts from the new students. Uh, we meet one girl who, I, I don't know her name. I, I don't know if I ever catch her name, but she is. Uh, she claims she's uh, an alien and... From she the moon, yeah. And she's also talking about bartending. She's like, oh, if you put an onion in it, it's a fucking Tom Collins. And I know there's no onion in Tom Collins, but it's something It's a like Gibson. It, dude, it's a Gibson. If you put an onion in a, in a what, martini? A martini. Sounds fucking disgusting. <laughs> dude, fucking... Uh, have you ever had a dirty martini? 
So, so I don't, I don't like martinis at all. No, I don't. Me um, it's just vodka. My dad, I, I'll never forget this. My dad ordered a dirty martini uh, <laughs> without ever having one before. And it was, because that's when you put the olive juice in it, right? Yeah, that's, just fucking disgusting dirty, olive juice. Dude, dude this, is, this is 100% true story. He, I remember we were at this place in Wallingford, Connecticut, and he ordered a dirty martini. And, like, everyone, including my mom, was like, have you ever had it before? He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. And my mom's like, I don't think you've had it. Like, maybe you should order something else. And like, I'm going to get a dirty martini. It was, like, pissed that people were questioning him. So he ordered it. He took a sip. And he, like, honestly, like, spit it out. He's like, this is, this is fucking disgusting. And then, and then, and then <laughs> this is the kicker, Sean. <laughs> and both my brothers can verify this. He, his solution to it was calling the waitress over and having her add more olive juice. <laughs> And then being fucking flabbergasted that it still tastes like shit. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Dude, after he, after he added the more, he was like, I can't, I can't fucking drink this. And me and my brothers were like daring each other to take a sip of it. Because it was, at this point, it was like 90% olive juice and like a splash of vodka. And it was disgusting. It was the worst thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine what that waitress must have thought? <laughs> Dude, uh, so, so again, 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 if anyone needs verification, I'll gladly remember my brother's life. Uh, the waitress, like, like, tried to persuade him, like, being like, sir, I'll just, like, I'll make you a new drink. Like, we'll just, we'll take this away. And he's like, ah, oh, no, it'll be fine. Just, like, he's like, put in some more obvious. She's like, sir, I will honestly, free of charge, just get you a new drink. And he just doubled down on her pouring more obvious into it. Yo, my fucking face hurts. This is the hardest I've ever laughed. Oh my god. Holy shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I remember um I our friend uh I guess we you use that term loosely, Heefy. Heefy. <laughs> <laughs> um uh he gave me a dirty martini once at a bar. And he's like, you gotta have one of these. Because of course that's what he would fucking order. You know what I mean? Yes. And probably not even drink it, of course. Just stand with it. But, of course, I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, you assume so many people order these things. It's got to be, like, (laughs) edible. (laughs) It was one of the worst things I've ever fucking tasted in my life. And, I mean, it makes sense because it's just olive juice and vodka. And I'm like, it's an alcoholic's drink, right? Like, like nothing about that makes sense. And it had to have started by accident. (laughs) Like... That's like the craziest shit I've ever heard. Fucking dirty martini, olive juice, and fucking vodka. Oh my God, I can't believe your dad doubled down though. (laughs) Like, hey, listen, buddy, I know you fucked up. (laughs) Just, I'll give you a beer. Like, it's, it'll be fine. (laughs) Pour more olive juice in it. (laughs) Here, I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send you a screenshot. I just texted my brother. Asking if he remembered. He said yes, and he said the restaurant's name. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. This is so funny. Um, All right. Um, Well, so she's talking about whatever it's called. Uh, Oh, here here comes the text message. Oh, that (laughs) restaurant. 
Dude, it's so fucking funny. And I also love that, like, your whole family was like, listen, you're not going to like that. <laughs> uh, my other brother, my, my brother Mike, he, he's right. It was not that restaurant. It was uh, one in one in New Haven. He, he corrected us. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. The one that, the one that my brother Matt... <laughs> I'm just hijacking the show right now. The one that my brother Matt thought it was at, uh, it was a different scenario where where he demanded an he demanded an apple teeny without ever having one. No, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so weird. His behavior is all over the map, and I it never makes sense. An apple tea. <laughs> and then once again, like all of us were like, Dad, I don't think you're gonna fucking like that. Like, you don't like sour apple stuff. And I, I, quite honestly, he doesn't like vodka. So just, just order a fucking beer. You know, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking funny. <laughs> An apple tea. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, back to this classroom scene, which is infinitely less enjoyable. <laughs> so that girl mentions like alcohol. The teacher's like, okay. Um, and then they're like, Michael, what do you, what did you tell us a fun fact about summer vacation? He's like, I learned that if you broil a cat in the oven and skin <laughs> it and eat the bones, it'll make you invisible. Dude, if I was that teacher, I would uh, A, call the police and B, quit immediately. <laughs> Especially in the 1950s, get the fuck, get the fuck out of here. And and um, she seems pretty well composed about it, and she's just Ch- like Ch- McCarthyism was like rampant at this time. Like, this kid is a fucking communist. Like I'm calling the national. <laughs> it's so true. Like people were like, hey. Hey, your shoes are too bright a color. What are you? Yeah, like literally, at, people were dropping dimes on. Everything being communism, like this little fucking kid new to the school from a different state. Like I'm 100 turning his family in immediately. <laughs> Talking about broiling a cat, um, and the teacher's like, "Where'd you learn that?" And he's like, "My dad." So my hopes again <laughs> peak up because I'm like, "Oh, okay, this sounds fucking wild." And this is not a thing that ever happens. And and no one talks Dude, about the cat it, turning it, him into trouble. Sean, he Randy Clayton mentions it in another scene that is such a passing comment. He's like, oh, well, I guess you can't turn invisible if you're not chewing on this bone. And I'm like, wait, 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 they're actually tying this back in right now? Okay, so I uh, do, but- I did see that scene, but I'm not counting it because it's, it really is just like, oh, remember, remember this one thing, invisible? Like, oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> it, it bears no weight to the story. No. Um... <laughs> Uh, so Michael and the new girl, they are something else and they become a pair, which makes sense. They, they're perfect for each other. Uh, the girl talks some more about being from the moon. Um, Michael talks about his dad teaching him the cat thing. It, this is a fucking nightmare couple. And by the way, uh, again, kind of a cool element. Like I was invested in these two fucking weirdos. <laughs> like I thought I'm these two, you could have a movie about these two fucking nutcases sure they're they're psychopaths (laughs) there's a scene later where they like destroy the house where i was like oh wow and it just leads to nothing (laughs) 
just leads to another bad bedtime story. And that's actually the truth. That's that's what results of... This <laughs> is literally what happens. <laughs> um, what if this... I wish this was uh, Adam Sandler's bedtime stories. This bedtime stories? <laughs> Dude, I was just thinking the same thing. If that's, that's how everything turned out. <laughs> Telling his kids how they're pieces of shit. <laughs> Oh, man. Michael comes home. His parents are acting super fucking weird, which is just kind of the the flow of this movie. Um, Michael finding his parents, them being like, oh, we didn't know you'd be home. And like, okay, you're eating people. We get it. Um, and that's kind of just like it ebbs and flows like that. Just kind of goes back and forth like that. Um, we see Michael going to bed. Um Oh, and he, what does he say? He, he sees a crack in the ceiling and the mom's like, oh, that's just the gas pipe. And he's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to. Which, which ties into later, which is fucking incredible. Honestly, if you think about that. Okay. So that was like the one thing where I was like, uh, at least they're doing something with this. But like, again, didn't need, you didn't need to tell us that. Like you, we could have heard the hissing, the gas pipe. Later. You could have just watched, you could have just watched the explosion. But, uh, probably, probably a gas. Probably. Say. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't need this whole fucking scene. And then we definitely didn't need Michael being like, when I'm grown up, I'm going to replace gas with, I think he says hanged humans who, who he's going to chop off their hands and then burn them forever. (laughs) Fuck is happening. (laughs) Fuck is that mean? Um, well, Michael wakes up and then sees the weird... Well, I want to say it's the weirdest shit ever, but like we only get like a super short glimpse of it. Which is his parents rolling around in white sheets. Dude, I think they're supposed to be fucking, but... Uh, <laughs> the, the, if, if that's what they're supposed to be doing, uh, the person who wrote that has never had sex. <laughs> they're literally like rolling over each other. A steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> like when you go down a hill, they're just doing that all over each other. With like red, is it supposed to be blood? I mean, what what is it? I mean, there's like, like red shit all over their fucking lips. <laughs> there's like, which, which fun fact in this scene, there's just like the smallest little bit of red shit around their lips. And then later when, when Michael is explaining this to a psychologist, their faces are like fucking covered in blood, and they're like, <laughs> which like, why save that for the end? Give us a taste of it. Like, instead, right. we saw them acting politely and being like, Michael, like, go to fucking bed. Oh boy. Um, next day in school, the teacher says, you know, draw a picture of your family. So, you know, that's going to be good. Um, and she's great in the papers that night. And uh, she gets to Michael's, and it's just, you know, if you weren't scared of the fucking cat thing that he announced to the entire class, you'd be fucking terrified of this fucking picture. He just scribbled blood just all blood. Over, yeah. <laughs> over the place. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, when she later, she's like, oh, is this, uh, why'd you draw this? He's like, I don't know. It's what it, what it is. She's like, okay. <laughs> um. The parents meet with the school psychologist, which again is just like kind of just a just a normal 
well acted scene. There's like nothing to talk about. <laughs> it's weird. It's fucking weird. Uh, we learn that his dad works at um, a chemical plant developing insane chemicals, like shit that like to murder people with, right? <laughs> like chem- chemicals of war, basically. Um, and that'll kind of come into play, sort of ish. We get the dinner party, and that's the scene where. It, uh, is that the scene where Michael goes to... No. Mike. Yes, that's the scene where Michael goes to work with Randy. Yeah. Sees, like, traumatic things and just, just gets threatened by his dad. Yeah, his dad's just like, you know what happens to idiot kids that look at <laughs> look at things, even though I brought you to this place. <laughs> and you have nothing to do right now except look at things. Oh, man. And there's just, like, so much detail to it, too, like, that we're skipping over because it's unnecessary. But that's why it's not a bad movie. Like, they talk about these chemicals. Like, they're going to be able to kill, like, forests in, like, seconds by, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Again, if I wasn't picking this apart, or rather, because Sean's the one that picks it apart. Like, dude, I was thinking about this the other day, and I keep going on tangents. But without you, uh, if I like, I was to ever do a solo episode, it, it would last like it would honestly last like three minutes. Because I don't know how you do it. You fucking you nail every single scene, scene by scene. I would just be like a you know, ready quite eight people. <laughs> like, I would have nothing else to add to that. But um, so so thank you. But but uh, the whole point of me saying that, yeah. If I if we weren't doing that in this format, I'd probably say, yeah, check it out. It's a pretty obscure, like, well-done horror movie starring Randy Quaid. But there's so much fucking dog shit like you have to sit through. You, it really is. It's fucking not fun to talk about. It's not. It was barely fun to watch, but you make it through. <laughs> uh, dinner party now with his boss, who is also happens to be the parents of Space Girl. Yes. So little has happened at this point that I was honestly like, maybe they are really from space. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is something's got to happen, right? Like, I'm not even entirely sure we're they're cannibals yet. Like, they have not right. given us really like concrete evidence of that occurring. No, it's just kind of like a maybe. You know, Randy's creepy enough that it could be right. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe they're all aliens. I was like, I don't know what. What's going on? Um, just some more odd behavior with them and the girl. And him and the girl are getting pretty tight. And they're, like, watching the parents and just being, like, they get weird at night. And, and there's a weird scene where Randy Quaid pours, like, an entire pitcher of, like, vodka on his on his wife. And I thought that was going to be a thing, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't either. Oh boy. Michael meets with his school psychologist though, finally to discuss the pictures. Um, and she's like, listen, let's look at some pictures and you tell me what they're doing. This was like, I I like, again, there's like some cool shit in this. So she's like, we're going to look at some pictures and you tell me what, what you see. And she shows him a picture of two adults making a bed, which in the fifties was a woman making a bed and a man standing next to her just with his arm around her, <laughs> which logistically pissed me off. Cause like if I was making the bed and somebody was just trying to like put their arm around my shoulder, I'd be like, can you please fucking stop? I'm fucking Fuck busy off for a second. <laughs> See, I'm fucking doing something asshole. <laughs> like, what the, the fuck is this? 
Um, so she shows him this picture and, and Michael freaks out and is just like, you tell me what the fuck they're doing. Cause I don't know. And she's like, well, what do you see? And he's like, you tell me. Cause I don't know what this is. Like I see my parents do it and it's not good. And it scares the shit out of me. And I was like, this is fucking cool. Like there's some cool fucking elements to this movie. Yeah. And that was Great. one of them. Um, and then it just goes away. <laughs> So that, that's the end of that. Uh, Randy, we learn, gets access to organs through his work um, because they're testing the they're exposing human bodies to these chemicals to basically see, um, I guess, how much of the uh, whatever you would do with chemicals. Basically, see the effects, see the effect, how long they stay in the system, that type of thing. So he has access to bodies and uh you know, we, this is where we kind of figure out. But again, nothing is ever really spelled out or seen for the most part until later. But um, he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, cut out his kidneys. And then later, that's immediately we go to like another frying pan scene, the same frying pan scene. Um, and speaking of that frying pan scene, uh, <laughs> uh, Michael won't eat any of the meat. And this is really pissing his dad off, like more than more than anything in the fucking world. I think he'd be happier if Michael fucking took a swing on him than Michael not eating meat. He's super pissed about the meat. Um, but Michael's not an idiot, and the meat looks like shit, so he's not <laughs> eating it. And uh, you know, it's it's the same meat we've seen uh, every other scene. So um michael does have a dream more dreams uh this time with a hand in a garbage disposal so michael like they just did uh, this movie is so unfun to talk about because really it's revealed at the end of the movie that michael knows michael's like you eat people and, and michael's not cool with that right right and like you know, you could have given us some of some more meat <laughs> with that earlier in the movie. Yeah, you, I mean, okay, so like we can't go scene by scene. So we have the alien girl, and basically, it becomes like that generic trope where they're like, "I think something weird's going on," and they just kind of like stumble upon things that highly imply that the parents are like yeah. harvesting bodies or perhaps killing people. And they're most definitely eating meat. Yeah. But like you said, we don't find out until the very fucking end. Like we could have had a lot more or even just like, <laughs> I hate that. Like we know that Michael doesn't know and he's trying to piece it together. But like we, as the audience can fucking know, we can watch <laughs> Randy do it. Like if we can watch Randy kill somebody, you know, it, it's yeah, I get, I guess that's what it is. And, and you can use your intuition and figure it out. But like, it's just, it's so unfun to watch this, like we us stumble through this and never give us like a solid answer until the end. Because quite honestly, nothing in this is like, they're not like eating a brain, like scarfing down a brain. <laughs> like That would be cool. And like, we'd get it. You know, we'd be like, okay, there it is. We all know. We all know now. Instead, it's just like, honestly, when Michael at the end is like, you guys eat people. I was like, holy shit. I can't believe he knows that. <laughs> And there was no moment in the movie where he was like, oh, I know now. Yeah. You know, like he never is like, oh, fuck, they do eat people. It was just like a series of events where he's like, mm, okay. and he's like so emotionless as a character that like 
It's it's insane. Um, and his girlfriend's name is Sheila. That's it. Michael and Sheila come home and start acting like fucking lunatics. She is just throwing eggs in the sink, in the garbage disposal, in the blender, and just turning it on. Um, and then runs away, and Michael finds her drinking wine in the fucking freezer. <laughs> And Michael's like, we can't be in the freezer. And of course, Randy finds him. <laughs> That's This is the best bedtime story of the movie. And this is the one where he's like, this is the story about a stupid piece of shit who went near the freezer. <laughs> know anybody like this? This is so funny. It's <laughs> describing everything you saw. Is why it, wouldn't you just be why wouldn't you just it's so stupid why why couldn't they just write and be like hey uh i know you went there and you should never do that again like that that would honestly make sense instead of just being like let me tell you a little story about this kid <laughs> and just describing everything we just watched this is a story about a boy who only cared about himself was a big piece of shit and uh, Hated everybody and everyone hated him because he only cared about himself. It was insane. It went on for so long. And the whole time his mom's like, I don't think he likes this. <laughs> That's so funny. It's true. She Maybe like walks in and is like, hey, I don't think this is a good story. It's like, oh, hold on, honey. I'm getting to the good part. <laughs> And at the end, he goes, you don't look like me. You don't act like me. And I'm not crazy about you either. <laughs> <laughs> fucking madness. That is fucking crazy. And again, put that into the perspective of Randy Quaid not acting. <laughs> just being like, hey, can you t- just read him like a bedtime story that you would read to your kids? <laughs> oh, okay. Makes it, makes it so much funnier. I've got just the story. I read it to him every night. It was passed down from my dad. <laughs> read to me and Dennis every night. <laughs> Dude, there's no way he read that to Dennis. No, Dennis obviously was allowed to be up. <laughs> Dennis like got to watch TV and shit. <laughs> Randy was locked in the fucking basement. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Somehow Michael sneaks into his dad's work uh, where we uh, learn he's in the human testing division, which, again, would have been nice to know fucking an hour ago. Uh, we get a tense scene where... Um, oh, so we, we two tense scenes where Michael is at his dad's work and then his dad comes in, so he hides under one of the fucking bodies that his dad's like cutting up for dinner and he drops a pair of scissors and Michael grabs them for some reason. That makes no fucking sense. No, no, it's literally an inch from his dad's feet. Um, and, and then it's all to set up another scene. That's just even weirder, which is, uh, he goes home. Well, his dad picks him up on the way home at like 11 PM or what, what we assume is 11 PM. <laughs> walking home and his dad doesn't even look at him he's just looking randy is looking straight ahead the entire time like there's there's no reason we should believe that randy's aware that the kid is walking on the sidewalk 
It looks like the middle of the fucking night. And he's like, want a ride? <laughs> Not like, get in the fucking car. Like, <laughs> are you okay? Like, why are you out here? <laughs> hey, pal, you need a ride home? <laughs> oh, boy. The kid takes it, and there's a giant um, body in the back. And Michael goes to touch it. And he's like, don't touch the fucking laundry. <laughs> oh, man. They go home. They have dinner together. And uh, Michael drops the medical scissors out of his pocket by accident at dinner. It's a tense scene. Randy picks it up. And he's like, where'd you find these? Michael's like, the front yard. And Randy's like, is that so? And then for some reason, this is the one time the mom's like, you have to stop that. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's one line of questioning that makes sense. (laughs) Randy... (laughs) Like, Randy's legitimately shocked that the kid might have been at his work, where he just picked him up walking home from that fucking building. Like, why, where did he think he was coming from? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, Michael goes snooping, which, not a great idea, because, you know, his dad has warned him several times, like, not to go around. He goes downstairs, and this is where the basement looks like a f- fucking like like a haunted house a scene in a haunted house like a fucking butcher knife covered in fucking blood um there's an arm he runs back to his room and randy quaid is just sitting on his fucking bed being like so what are you doing (laughs) uh asks him why he's up and the kid has somehow managed to like put a fucking twinkie in his pocket and Randy's like, oh, I told you no snacks, you silly goose. And he's like the nicest dad in the world. And he's like, love you, pal. Just no more snacks at night. Have a good, have a good time. <laughs> oh, man. I have something. Oh, I just wrote there's fucking 20 minutes left and nothing has happened, which is accurate. <laughs> no, no, we've made no progress with this story. Um, Michael's psychologist really starts digging in on what Michael saw. Uh, the night of the sheet incident, <laughs> the sheet incident. Um, and we finally get a glimpse of this bloody orgy, um, a little clearer, but again, it's still not totally clear. We don't know really what they were doing, except it finally ends and the mom is just holding a sheet full of like meat and it's just like, Ooh, and like, <laughs> fucking holds it towards the camera. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Like, what the fuck is, what the fuck is happening? Like, is it a ritual? Is it just you like the taste of it? We don't know, right? No, right. We never know. <laughs> no, no. Um, Michael and the psychologist, for some reason, decide to go to his house together, which seems not like the most appropriate decision to make. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, and th- they go to the basement um, cause she's like, show me, like, show me what you see, where you've seen things. So they go to the basement and it's totally fine. It's totally clean. But then they find a body that is outside the house <laughs> and like rolls in through that like basement, like crawl space window. It, it's really fucking weird. It's, it makes no sense why this body is outside, but she tries to leave the basement. Um, but Michael, locks her down there or is like blocking the door, but she's able to get out. 
she's running. Um, we see some movement in the background, like uh, one of the parents is home or both. Um, she hides in a closet and they start trying to fucking stab her. And probably the only cool scene in this movie is when she fucking grabs the knife. Yes. That the fucking school psychologist grabs the fucking knife to stop it. And it just, oh, fuck. It was fucking, that was like fucking crazy. Of all the scenes in this movie, it was so weird. Um, but she escapes the closet only to get got by a golf club. And we cut to another reused scene that we saw at the beginning of the fucking movie, which is the parents barbecuing meat. Yes. So that's cool. Also, I'm sorry, Sean. I, I want to apologize. I feel like my, my chair, I, honestly, I think it's the cold. Um, it's never been like squeaky like this. Every time I even remotely shift, it's making a noise. Oh, yeah. No, no sure. it's fine. I, I, think we, I think it comes out with uh, the software I use. So I think we're good. Okay. Um, but she, uh, they come in with the meat that they're barbecuing, and Michael fucking <laughs> hits them with a baseball bat to old Randy's <laughs> stomach, <laughs> and down goes Quaid. But that didn't last long because it just cuts, and <laughs> Michael's tied up. <laughs> yeah. Tied up at the dinner table. Tied up at the dinner table, and uh, this is when we get the big reveal at the very end where Michael's like, you eat people. And Randy Quaid's like... It's, it's so funny how like, nonchalantly he says it too. And Randy's like, oh, oh. Yeah, and Randy's like, yeah, I do. And you should too, you stupid idiot. <laughs> and uh, that's like, that's basically it. I think Randy Quaid is scarier in real life, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy's not all that bad. Um, they're looking over the final dishes while discussing their life. Dude, they talk forever about their lifestyle, right? They do. It's like a they, ten minute they, thing. They talk, dude, they talk about like their future and like where they'll where they'll go next, which would be better suited for their lifestyle. It's fucking crazy. It's so weird. Talking about going to the mountains and Mountain. but it's gotta be near a highway so they can get people that get into car accidents. <laughs> Seems like flawed thinking, because like imagine <laughs> imagine you have three car accidents in the same area and for some reason the bodies are never there. Cops coming in, there's never a car. There's never a body in the car. There's never a body, just a bunch of cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um And he's going in this like big speech with his son being like, Yeah, you say you hate me, but you don't <laughs> He's like, I'm not untie you and nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, which is also <laughs> weird. And he unties him and immediately gets stabbed with a freaking Stabs him right in the heart as soon as he's untied. <laughs> Randy might have actually been stabbed because his reaction is like the most realistic stabbing reaction I've ever fucking seen. I think Randy was really stabbed, and then I think he actually lifted this boy up by his head. Dude, dude, he, dude, he 100% did. You're like, fucking kid, who needs that? Dude, he grabs the kid by his fucking skull and lifts him in the air. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Lifts, a, lifts another human up by their head. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and he's got a couple lines where he's like, the mom's like, stop it. And he's like, we'll make another one. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Randy also starts a fire in the house by knocking over a candle. Um, and he's 
going after uh, Michael. Looks like it's going to be the end of Michael. And mom steps in, stabs Randy. <laughs> um, and Randy performs the most drawn out death scene since Ice, where he is l- doing like that joke Austin Powers like, con- like dying for like five minutes, <laughs> like, ugh, ugh. like he's literally just like rolling around and like bumping into shit for the last ten minutes of this movie. <laughs> He fucking, he's just grabbing onto shit and breaking it. Like, he grabs onto some wood beams and they all break. <laughs> he gets up and he, like, hits the wall. And he grabs onto the fucking, wall. Dude, doing the O.J. Simpson bit in uh, Naked Gun. Yes, yes. <laughs> Stepping in the bear traps. <laughs> dude, that's what it is. He's, like, grabs the wood barbs and he's just like, like, the kid is not doing anything. He's literally just <laughs> stepping out of the way constantly. <laughs> and his dad's just dying so slow. <laughs> his dad grabs onto the gas pipe. It rips out of the fucking wall. <laughs> and he grabs onto which, the... Which, again, you didn't need to show, like, the pipe leaking before. No. Randy Quaid fucking rips it out of the wall. <laughs> like, you, you would just be like, oh, that's not good. That's definitely <laughs> leaking something bad into the house. He grabs onto the big wine shelf and it just <laughs> falls Dude, back. <laughs> Which, by the way, Randy's like, it cuts to him under that wine shelf and he's like, ah, like trapped under it. Dude, it's literally several two by fours. <laughs> <laughs> like six max. <laughs> it's not a big structure. <laughs> trapped under it's, it. I love, I love it. It's like filled with shit, except for where his face is. <laughs> you can still see his reaction. Like, ah! <laughs> oh my god! Well, Michael gets out, and the house blows up, and we know that because <laughs> the screen just turns white. <laughs> uh, then we get the biggest twist ending of all. Oh, the old the old switcheroo! Uh, Michael goes to live with his grandparents. Um, I wrote this before I even knew, but of course they also eat fucking people. <laughs> and what's, what was not surprising was because Randy Quaid kind of hinted that like, he's like, this is the way our family, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, like this probably just goes, you know what I mean? This is passed down. Yeah. But anyway, so he goes to live with his grandparents who are like the sweetest old people. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> Again, just like an unrealistic thing to like put it in there to be like, see, you, see, <laughs> they, they're like, here, here, buddy, have have a snack on your nightstand. They leave him a, a giant <laughs> glass of fucking, milk, fucking meat sandwich, and a meat sandwich, <laughs> a fucking meat sandwich for a midnight snack. Not like, dude, when they put it down, I was like, that's fucking sweet. Like, a, like, like he was a never like, like homemade brownies, a fucking meat sandwich. <laughs> A, a sandwich, st- like a six-inch high sandwich stacked to the fucking gills with meat. <laughs> and a big old glass of milk. I honestly wanted to fucking puke <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> fucking revolting. <laughs> I'd shit my pants. I'd literally shit the bed if I ate that in the middle of the night. Disgusting. Oh my god. 
Guys, that is parents. That's fucking parents. That's the end. Yeah, I had way more fun uh, recording than I thought it was. Uh, you know what? We get through it. We always do. That That's parents. And uh, you know what? Do I love this episode? No. But we'll probably get like 8 billion emails being like, this is the greatest episode you've ever done. Because that's always what happens. The ones I'm like, eh, it's all right. It's the ones that everyone's like, holy shit. <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, speaking of episodes, we have a live one. Next Saturday, right? Thank you for plugging that. Saturday the 30th, 9 p.m. Eastern. Patreon members, you're getting in for free, of course. Well, Patreon, uh, Mangle Expert tier, you guys are getting in for free. If you aren't a Patreon member, come buy some tickets uh, over at IHateHorror.com. There's going to be a link there where you could order tickets to the live show. Um, and then I'll send you the, the secret link to get those there. And then um, we will also be doing a giveaway uh, courtesy of uh, a fan of the show, Jay. And uh, he, I think he's going to buy some tickets for some people. So um, if you're interested, um, if, you know, times are tough these days, uh, if you can't afford to join us, uh, hit us, join us over on Instagram uh, and at I Hate Horror. And this week, probably Monday or Tuesday, I'll do the, uh, well, comes out tuesday so i should probably do it <laughs> i'll do it tuesday or wednesday um we'll post the 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 sign up to try and get some free tickets we'll do it a little little grab bag to see uh you know give some people some free access to that um so thanks jay for doing that um and yeah and if you want to join patreon that's patreon.com slash i hate horror uh we do bonus episodes we do live shows we are active on patreon this time around brother um and it is it is fun. Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with the Patreon stuff. It is. I gotta agree. I gotta agree. Is it we talk about it all the time, but uh, you know, the first the first go around like recording a Patreon episode, it's like pulling teeth. It's like, God, I don't wanna fucking do this. And finally we realized just fucking hit record when we uh call each other. Yes. <laughs> we bullshit for forty five minutes anyway, it's just fucking record it. And that's all people want to hear. <laughs> Here we are. So that's it. So, um, so in two weeks is the Super Bowl. Yes. So we're gonna definitely do Firestorm. We were tinkering with the idea of you know we're gonna do the Patreon episode next week, but maybe taking next week off, yep. mostly because my, my wife really wants me to watch Royal Rumble with her. Um, and we record on Sundays. And also, but, it's uh, the last. It's honestly, it's the it's the weekend before I move. Um, and my move is right now scheduled to be Wednesday. So, um, being hungover Sunday is probably not a great idea anyway. <laughs> For going to be like the last weekend day to pack and shit. So we'll see. Maybe we can squeeze an, an episode in for next week. But if not, we'll we'll figure we'll release something for you guys. But, yeah. but Patreons definitely still get one. Patreons Patreons get the fanatic directed by the Fred Durst. I don't know if we talked about that on the show. I'm so excited. That was the one voted in by Patreon. Um, so we are doing that Saturday night, 9 p.m. I'm going to send him one message a day, every day this week, to see if he'll join us. Fred Durst? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will do the same. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I Do you follow him on Instagram? Yes, he's fucking so weird. Dude, dude, 
Dude, he'll join people's like like live streams. Like they'll invite him into their IG lives. We'll just sit there drinking coffee. I feel like we have a chance. They're just fucking schmucks. Like I go to their page, and they have like fifty six followers, <laughs> and he just joins them. I feel like feel like we have a chance. <laughs> Let's. I'll I'll, I'll I'll send a message tonight. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're at Instagram.com slash I hate horror, Facebook.com slash I hate horror, Patreon.com slash I hate horror, and Twitter at I hate horror show. Where are you at, Joe? Instagram, Boognish1985. Remember that asshole that had the I hate horror name? Uh, Hasn't used it since 2016? On Instagram? No, on uh twitter it's vaguely coming back to me he's the horror hater oh yeah <laughs> part of the trailer park podcast which is somehow still active but he's not well good for that yeah well go fuck yourselves <laughs> <laughs> go fuck yourselves um all right well i gotta go all right. Yeah, dude, I might honestly fall asleep. Yeah, I know. I'm so fucking <laughs> Just tired. Just find me dead. All right, guys. <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate all the support. You guys are crazy. Um, and we'll see you Saturday night for the live show. I can't wait. I'm gonna get real loose for that one, baby. Um, Fred Fred Durst will join. Fred Durst will join us. We're promising that. That don't promise. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Um, and for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. I'm